I want to, to briefly, uh, before we conclude our meeting this morning, just bring some final thoughts on this subject of transformation. Uh, we've been looking at transformation on three levels, really. Uh, the first two levels, we looked um, at the fact that, first of all, that, of course, Jesus himself was transformed. In a few weeks' time, we'll be thinking of Advent and thinking about the time when Jesus uh, left his place next to God and was uh, transformed, if you like, or incarnated uh, to be a man and dwell among us. Then secondly, of course, Jesus transforms us, that uh, we become then uh, subject to his transformation as we receive Jesus, as we become followers of Jesus, as we receive uh, God the Holy Spirit. And then finally, of course, we then ourselves become agents of transformation. We've already looked at the first two, and this morning we're going to look at this last a part of transformation, not just that Jesus was transformed, not just that Jesus transforms us, but that also we in turn can become agents of transformation as we witness for him. If I was to find just one word for each of these three levels of transformation, it would be this. Jesus was transformed, of course, would be incarnation, that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He who was from the very beginning became flesh and became one, one with us, was incarnated and, in a sense, was transformed amongst us. In terms of Jesus transforming us, of course, it's conversion. We have been converted. We have been turned upside down ourselves, inside out. We've become a new person. When someone becomes a Christian, he becomes a brand new person inside. He is not the same anymore. A new life has begun. And then, of course, we, as Veronica has just signed up for, we want to turn the world upside down ourselves. We want to become agents of transformation. And, of course, that word is evangelization. We want to go and to make Christians of all nations. We want to, uh, to be true to the final words of, of Jesus in, um, in Matthew 28, when, when, when Jesus said, I want you now to go out and make disciples of all nations. The very first words that Jesus said to his disciples was, follow me. The last words he ever said is, go out, and lo, I will be with you always. And all who follow Jesus not only have to come to him, but also have to go out. And that is the command that each one of us who claim to be Christians have received. For us to not only become converted, not only to become Christians, but to go and replicate discipleship and to make others disciples, to bring others to Jesus, to let others know about the incarnated Christ, that he has come for them as well. And we need to do that in this church, in this community, and in the communities in which you and I live and work and study and socialise. There is no time out and no time off from this mission that disciples of Jesus are called to. Once Jesus had called those 12 disciples, he took them up a hill and taught them the teachings which today we call the Sermon on the Mount. And one of the earliest teachings that Jesus gave his followers was this. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. And Jesus goes on to give another analogy. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone. 
And as followers of Jesus, we have to be like that. We have to be like salt. Of course, the Galilean fishermen would have known everything about salt. As they caught their fish with no fridges and freezers in those days, they knew the importance of salt to preserve the fish, to keep it fresh, to give it flavour. And the disciples were also called to bring light into the dark corners of the world. They, they, the lamps that they would use in Jewish homes were actually quite small. In fact, one or two I've actually brought back from Israel with, with, with me will show you the kind of lamps that they would have. There may be some bigger than these, but generally they were not large lamps that they would have in their homes. And they would have these uh, scattered all over their homes. And so this is why Jesus is saying, you know, just to hide this is no use. You need to put it on a stand so everyone can see the light. So you need to let your lights so shine as you take the good news, as you take the gospel out to the towns and villages. The simple matter of the truth is this, God not only has good news for you and for me, God also has good news for the world. And that's a great message that we have to take up on the streets today on this Remembrance Sunday. Not just to remember all that has gone on in the past, but to remind ourselves that he who is the Prince of Peace can bring good news into this world, can transform this world, can give us hope for the future of this world. That in the same way that God has converted you and me and saved you and me and transformed you and me, so we can believe that God can transform our world at large too. And our job today, amongst all days, is to bring salt and seasoning into this unsavory world, to bring light into the dark corners of our world, to be peacemakers, to show love and to show grace and to model forgiveness, to model a very different way of living than this world knows about. God is shedding light across his world as he sends out you and me as agents of transformation to blaze a light in those darkened places. It is why we can sing, shine, Jesus, shine, fill this land with the Father's glory. It can only happen because of the repeated prayer that we make in that song, that song shine on me, shine on me. As God shines his light upon us so we can be lights in this world we can be mirrors of that light to others which takes me back to the theme of this short series transformers and it brings me to the final point i want to make this morning if through the transforming incarnational work of jesus and through the transforming and energizing work of the holy spirit christians are themselves transformed what should that look like for you and for me what should the church look like what should our core here at Regent Hall look like if we are meeting together as a transformed group of men and women and boys and girls? The problem so often as we look at so many churches, and as I look at so many churches I've, I've visited over the years, it sometimes uh, it doesn't feel as if the church is populated by transformers. Instead, the church is, well, can be as it always is. It's fairly staid. It's nothing seldom changes. And if you were to find a label for many of these congregations, it certainly would not be the word transformation. Aubrey Malfurs, in his book, Pouring New Wine into Old Wineskins, says this. 
The problem is that the church that fails to change, in other words, transform, fails to impact the culture of change. It becomes a dinosaur. It becomes a memorial to a world that no longer exists. So on one hand, while it protects those within its walls from overwhelming stress, on the other hand, it becomes biblically and spiritually irrelevant. That which is to be the salt of the earth turns tasteless, he writes, and its light flickers dimly, if at all. My prayer for my church, and I hope for your church, whether it's this one or from wherever you come from, maybe that our church could be relevant, could be a movement rather than a, a museum, can, can be filled with agents of change who are transforming themselves and who are wanting the world to be transformed. And when we meet together on occasion like this, we meet as transformed people who are wanting to be filled with God's spirit and energized once more that we might go out and bring the light and love and hope of God to this hurting world. All Christians, each one of us this morning, not just Veronica, but each one of us this morning who call themselves Christians, are called to take his light to a world where wrong seems right. What would be great a cost for sharing life with one who's lost? Through God's transforming love our hearts can feel, all the grief they bear. They must hear the words of life that only we as Christians can share. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. When we realise that people need the Lord. On this Remembrance Sunday and indeed on, on every day, Jesus needs each one of us to be transformers, agents of transformation, bringing salt and light into this hurting world. Amen.